0: Welcome to Virtually Analog, a podcast about video games, board games, and the ever-blurring line between. I'm Lex, and I love board games. I'm Matthew, and I love video games. Every week we discuss a video game, a board game, and some game-related news. But before we do that, we start off with what we've been playing this week. Uh, I've been playing not as many board games as I usually do. I started a new job last week, and so uh, it's really kind of... uh, Bitten into my board gaming time, which is really uh, unfortunate. But uh, you know, you got to do what you got <laughs> uh, to do. Keep 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 those kids fed. Um, but right. uh, yeah, so you know, it's not ideal. But I did get a few games in when I had time. Uh, one of the games I played was uh, just really great for the season. I played a game called Horrified. I could have played it um, if you know a few months ago when it was October and Halloween time, but I didn't own it back then. <laughs> so I finally <laughs> got just, my hands on it. It's the this.
1: 2020 game. It's the year's <laughs> right, and right. Perfect. Right. Game, any
0: so. any day in 2020 is a good <laughs> horrified game. Uh that being said, you know, Horrified is just a really fun game to play whenever. You don't it doesn't have to be Halloween. It's a cooperative board game where you team up with your friends to take on a number of classic horror movie monsters ranging from dracula and the invisible man to frankenstein uh the mummy you know you could you get to mix and match you as a group just de- gets to decide which monsters you want to face against and how many you want to face against you go around collecting items that solve these little puzzles each monster has its own like unique defeat condition that you're trying to aim for using these items and uh you're also um trying to avoid them because if they catch you bad things can happen as you know as you would expect from getting caught from a um, movie monster but uh yeah it's it's really great i i love horror movies um but i usually only watch them around halloween but this like i said this game is really great to play any time of year uh, the cooperative aspect is really fun uh, it's got kind of a pandemic or a Forbidden Island feel to it, where you and your friends are just trying to work together to to complete the objective. And so yeah, it's 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 the theme fits really well. You really like it has all the fonts that they used in those old movies and um, characters from those movies. And mm. uh, yeah, it's it's really great. And the game was um, designed by Prospero Hall, and it was uh, put out by Ravensburger. Uh, Ravensburger has put out some really really great um, games using famous intellectual properties they also have a game about Jaws which is really fun uh, one person one person, it's a like a one v all game where one person plays the shark and they oh, do secret great. they move secretly and eat uh, people on the beach and stuff and then the rest of the characters play characters from the movie and they're trying to hunt the the, the shark and yeah, it's, it's a really great one. Um, they have the Disney Villainous series of games, which are all about just playing villains uh, in classic Disney movies. That's um, a really fun game. Isn't there a lot of
1: those villainous ones?
0: Yeah. There's so like a bunch of crazy. expansions. And... Yeah, they're they're not even expansions. They are standalone games, wow. and you can just buy whatever. Like if there's a certain villain that you know you'd love to play as, you can just buy that set. It comes with a number of other villains that you play against, which is a lot of fun. Anyway, that's enough about Ravensburger. They put out some really... And Prospero Hall. They put out some really great games. But uh, moving along. The next game I I played, I got to play this over the internet with my siblings. We got to play um, Trial by Trolley. It's a very silly game made by the guy who does the uh, Cyanide and Happiness comics. (laughs) So you know it's really funny. Um, and basically in this game, you break up into teams and one person is the judge kind of like in apples to apples or, um, um, cards, right, right. Cards against humanity. Exactly where it's kind of a subjective thing. Each team is going to be playing, uh, characters or situations onto this, uh, board and the board has. Uh, tra- uh, 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 train tracks that's split in two different rows, and one row is one team's row, and the, other, the next row is the other team's row. And you're trying to play, like, innocent cards on your tracks, and bad cards on your opponent's <laughs> tracks? Because you're trying to get the judge to decide which track to send that trolley on killing everyone
1: <laughs> it's just the troll. it's the uh what's the what's the dilemma called the tr- trolley dilemma yeah the trolley know. dilemma yeah. yeah yeah that's really what it's based <laughs> on of. awesome. yeah
0: um and it's it's a really silly game um you know it's uh it's pretty well designed i usually don't like games that are kind of like really subjective like apples to apples um but what's good about the trolley game is that kind of like, I know that you guys have played snake oil, right? Yeah. Um, love that game. That's a pretty popular mm-hmm. board game where you get a chance to kind of defend yourself or like, yeah, uh, you, you get d- to sell you kinda, yourself rather than just right, use right. whatever you're given. And you know? that's, that's, what's great about trial by trolley is after all the cards have been played, each team kind of debates back and forth why your side shouldn't be the one that that gets picked and so rather than just completely um you know just being on the whims of the person who gets to choose you know you get a a little bit of a chance to kind of defend your decisions and stuff so um yeah it's uh it's it's it was fun i lost but but, uh I, i still had a good time with it despite my um Not usually being into those type of games. Yeah. But yeah, I I think highly recommend. That's like something
1: we've talked about, you know, like when we in our Jackbox episode about those uh, kind of subjective games, how they can be kind of unfun sometimes, but how Jackbox does it pretty well, I feel like.
0: Yeah. It really depends on the group of people you're playing with. My siblings were pretty lighthearted about it and it was fun because they made it fun. But um, you can play uh, with people online using the website playingcards.io. Um, and yeah there's this um, website called playingcards.io it's really easy to use and they actually have a legitimate demo of the game on there (laughs) i was gonna say it
1: sounds very illegitimate so no it's it's (laughs)
0: licensed they they don't have all the cards from the game on there so you can just kind of get a taste for it but they have enough on there for you to play a full game maybe once maybe twice so cool yeah, yeah, it's it's a safe alternative to getting together with people this year. Um, and the last game I played is a game called uh, Onirim. It is a solo-slash-two-player cooperative game where um, you have these cards that have different colors on them, and you're drawing from a deck, and you're basically trying to play patterns of cards in a sequence. Uh, without drawing these, um, like, kind of dark nightmare cards. And if you draw the dark nightmare cards, you have to choose whether to either give up your hand or shave cards off the deck. And if you um, get to the bottom of the deck without unlocking all the doors by completing these patterns, you lose. And so it's very simple. Um, The physical game I own. It's a lot of fun. The only problem with it is that there's a lot of shuffling involved, like a (laughs) ton of shuffling. If you don't like shuffling cards, you're not good at it. Do not get this game, at least the physical version, because (laughs) uh, after you do pretty much anything, anytime you draw a door or... Uh, complete a pattern or draw a nightmare you have to shuffle the deck again and it's a pretty sizable deck so if you're not into shuffling don't get the visual
1: or draw. maybe maybe you <laughs> should get it so you can practice your shuffling <laughs> yeah practice your shuffling get get it sure. at it. but me.
0: um the alternative if you if you aren't in that sort of thing i have good news there is a version for ios and android and it's such a great little mobile game to play um it does all the shuffling for you you can you can tell how many it gives you a count of like how many nightmares are left in the deck and how many cards you have left and it's just they have some expansions available on there um it's just a really fun little mobile game that uh i usually end up playing before i go to bed it's a nice little puzzle yeah so that's uh that's the games i've been playing what about you matt
1: um so before you all moan and groan and complain oh my gosh matt still plays fortnite yes i've been playing fortnite it's christmas time everything's Christmassy and fun and that's kind of i'm a sucker for christmas and halloween themed things yes i've been playing fortnite get with the times everyone still plays fortnite it's not just 12 year olds and me that's not the <laughs> only people who play it <laughs> there's me 12 year olds and two of my friends um so but it still I think has ninjas been. on there too still right still play <laughs> who's fortnite? that Ninja? <laughs> yes, Ninja. Uh, he hasn't jumped ship yet. but you know, It's you it's and a Ninja of... in <laughs> yeah. <budget> 12 <laughs> Yeah, it's not very fun, actually. It's pretty much just play to be able to talk to him. He sure. kicks our butts really hard. No, but other than that, I've uh, recently picked up Pikmin 3 Deluxe on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I've never played any of the Pikmin games. I've only watched um, playthroughs of one of them. I think it was the first one. Uh, But it's been really fun. I recently moved in uh, in Bismarck, North Dakota, and my roommate and I have been playing through the uh, two-player mode on it, which has been really fun. It's a a lot of fun, like, as a puzzler, you know, just, you know, puzzle games are fun to play with one person regularly where you grind through it. Um, But the thing that I love most about Pikmin uh, that I, you know, since we've gotten through the game is, like, I... Really, I do enjoy um, RTS games, real time strategy, but I just don't have the mental capacity, man, to like control you know hundreds I've, of archers really, or Marines yeah. and stuff and tell them all to do different things and know the key commands and, and, and make button binds on my mouse and all this junk. It's like, oh, it's there's a there's it kind of scratches an itch. Those RTS games, you know, having your army and controlling them all, but it's just so complicated and I think that's why I like Pikmin so much is because it's basically just an RTS game. Like you're you're collecting your sure. little Pikmin. You, you know, they all have different uses and strengths and weaknesses. And some are good against some enemies. Some can't swim. Some can fly. Some are good at digging, you know. Um, and it's really fun to run around the map. And uh, especially if you're playing with a buddy because... Uh, it's two minds working together on how best to distribute your Pikmin and who to go where and, and do what and collect all the fruits and uh, get through the story. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun. I'd recommend that for anyone who has, you know, a close someone to play it with pretty regularly. And it's also super fun to play by yourself if you're into kind of strategy and organization like that. Um, aside from Pikmin, I've been playing uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Since uh, the Sephiroth challenge was uh, announced, you know, in, in Masahiro Sakurai's demonstration of the character, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, it's the, the first time they've done anything like it. They uh, had a challenge where if, if you uh, paid for the uh, character, you know, if you pre-purchased it or got the you know the fighter pass or whatever, um, you have access to this challenge where you can fight the the character Sephiroth. And if you beat him, you unlock him early. Like, so I unlocked him on wow. the 17th and he's supposed to come out, I think tomorrow or, or it, maybe it was today, but yeah, oh, it, was it was really, crazy. it was really fun just like to be able to, you know, the unofficial actual release date of it was <laughs> um, the 17th when they, you know, had that demo, but that was really fun. I've been playing that with roommates and online with uh, my bro, Nate, um, I've also been playing a little bit of Stardew Valley, uh, you know, since our last episode, it was kind of fun getting back into it and there's big news coming up with Stardew Valley. Um, so I'll likely be yeah. playing that a lot more next week. So don't spoil it. Yeah.
0: Get to listen to the end of the show. <laughs>
1: another episode. I episode. I'll, I'll,
0: I'll tell you the rest. <laughs> so stay tuned. Yeah. You want to talk about, yeah. uh, the game you played this week
1: Spyro Reignited Trilogy um it uh, this is the game i got recently in the past year or so and i've just been slowly playing through it throughout the year you know like off and on and it's been super fun um it's like a, a remake by uh, activision of the the trilogy you know i think it came out in it came out in like the early 2000s um but Activision remastered the game, you know, the trilogy by Toys for Bob was the original company that made it. And they were also, in, you know, directly involved in remastering it as well. But Activision worked with them. It's, a you know, your classic story about Spyro the Dragon, who has to save the dragon race and, uh, and the world uh, several times, you know, in each game. And as you'd imagine, it's all, it's about, it's a platforming game, uh, super fun controls of, you know, you're you're a dragon, but you can't fly. You can kind of glide from a high point to a low point, but, uh, it's a fun, tight little platforming game with nice, tight controls, um, really colorful worlds and fun music and, you know, lighthearted characters, uh, You have to explore each level you know you jump into a level kind of like you know classic mario 64 jump into the painting into your little level to complete your mission you want to collect like the statues and the magic orbs or the dragon eggs depending on which game it is and collect all the gemstones in the level to get your hundred percent um you know dragons are greedy they got to collect all your gemstones and junk um The thing that I like the most about this game is, you know, just like the Crash Bandicoot series, you can 100% this game uh, with uh, all of the collecting all of the tiny little gemstones and dragon statues and a bunch of secret actually objectives as well, like burn this random painting on this wall to reveal this thing that will, you'll unlock that secret objective. And so it's it's a lot of fun just to kind of explore around. The game and search for all the hidden little things and relive that part of your childhood. Um, I, the PlayStation one, the original series, uh, it was actually released on that kind of before my time. I was way too young when that was, I was probably, you know, five years old or something. But, uh, I remember distinctly, <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. Uh, my, uh, siblings and I, we had all like pooled together our, um, money to like go get a new game at the store or or something. And we sent uh, my brother, Peter to go get us a new game at GameStop or wherever. And he comes back, you know, we had a PlayStation two at the time and he comes back with uh, his crash team racing and Spyro for the original PlayStation which we we all like started yelling at him. Why did you get these old games? We have a PlayStation 2. Why didn't you get something new and fun? Uh, and I think we made him cry or something. And I, I feel so bad about it now. That Classic more, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but those games, you know, especially Crash Team Racing became one of our favorites that we played all the time. And so it was really fun to just go down that like memory lane playing this Um a few highlights about the game well the biggest highlight uh it's tom kenny voices spyro the main character uh, and i love tom kenny he's like you know he's he voices characters in everything he's yeah. he's the voice of like voice acting and so it was really fun just kind of listening to his voice throughout the whole game um and yeah playing this this is the first remake that i've played uh in the past several years I think at all, maybe, but it just got me thinking about like, are remakes for video games like a good thing or are, are they bad? Um, or are they, you know, does it not matter? Are they just fine? Um, and I think it just depends on the quality, you know, how much effort was put into making it an actually, you know, faithful remake. Is it still fun? Um, how much did they change? Um, uh, so, yeah, I guess just remake whatever you want. Just make it good. Um, Sure. I think that's true with, you know, reboots and television
0: and and movies and stuff as well. It's like it's a really hard balancing act when you decide to take on a project like that where you are you're basically touching an IP that millions of people love. Right. (laughs) And so you better do a good job with it. Yeah. You know, uh, you have to do almost a better job than you would normally
1: (laughs) Almost, uh, yeah, in
0: some aspects, and, and I think, in other, and other, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I
1: just I think they just did a really good job with uh, Spyro, it just feels a lot like those old games, you know. Sure. Um, like for example, Ratchet and Clank, the remake of that first game that they made, I think back in 2016 or whatever, yeah, um, just really, I mean, it was apparently a fun game, but just not, um the humor wasn't there. You know, the whole charm of that game was like the kind of yeah. almost adultish sense of humor. And, uh, I think that they changed that a lot. So yeah, just, you got to make it faithful, make it similar to what was original. Don't change it very much. And that made me want to ask you Lex, like, uh, how about board games or the, is there such thing as board game remakes or remasters, you know, and are they any yeah. good, um, anything that's come good to question. mind for you?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I'd say, um, A lot of times, board games, especially older board games, will get reprints, and sometimes they'll do revised editions or big box editions with all of the uh, expansions that might have come out, Um, Hmm. and they're generally pretty well accepted into the board game community because a lot of times, a lot of these older games were made at a time where graphic design and, and UI choices weren't really at the forefront of board gaming. You know, board gaming <laughs> was such a, a niche, and it still is, but it's it's grown exponentially in the past few years, that now there's more money to be made, and all that money can go to graphic designers and making the games look beautiful with beautiful and um, satisfying components. And so um, there's actually a full uh, studio called Restoration Games. That they take old games from the 80s and the 90s and they remaster them. They um, update the graphics. Not only do they do that sometimes, but they sometimes they even update the mechanics and take all the things that were unfun about those original games and try to make them fun. Um, uh, I'd say I have a couple of games that are like second edition or revised editions, and I love those. I do have one of the most famous restoration games uh called Fireball Island. Um and I was not that impressed with it. Uh, I think one of the things was that Is it based uh, off of the alcohol Fireball? No. Oh, no, I would be like I probably would on. have had a better experience with <laughs> it. It was. And that's saying something. Uh but um no, I think that Fireball Island was a very popular game in the 80s. Relatively speaking, and you had like this big plastic board that made up an an actual physical mountainous island, and you rolled these little red balls and it knocked over your per- people. And people who grew up during that time and had that game absolutely remember loving that game. And so I'm sure for those people they enjoy it, right? But I didn't grow up with that game. <laughs> um, and I just kind of bought into the hype because everybody else was so excited about it. And then when I got the game and I played it with my brother, I just I just found too many... They didn't strip out enough of those bad mechanics that I don't like. Mm. Um, that, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, that being said, I think, like you said... It has to be done well. It has to be done out of place of love and uh, someone who really re- understand loved as it was like, yeah, you know, if you don't have that, if it, if you strip all the soul out of a game, then it's not worth doing. Right. So,
1: yeah, I think that's kind of like what you said before is like, there's such a hard, it's, it's such a tough, tough line to walk yeah. on making a faithful remake. That's right. good. Like stripping away those bad mechanics that are tiresome or like, you know like super mario 64 really bad camera controls or whatever yeah. um but uh remaking it and keeping that same charm is really difficult but uh, i think it's i think it's good sure it's worth it if it you can so. pull it off at least so what about you what do you which game are you talking about
0: yeah so uh i decided to go with a game um that sounds kind of similar to you yours but uh doesn't have anything to do with <laughs> in the past few episodes we've been trying to kind of like match each other's games and then i realized i don't have any board games about dragons really
1: <laughs> hey i i suggested you p- reviewing that dragon game that your son yes. wally plays my
0: my two-year-old son one of his favorite games is a game called dragon's breath and if you have young children it is a very fun game <laughs> otherwise anyway it can be fun for adults too but it's not really a game we would we would talk about here <laughs> wait basically. isn't
1: isn't that game like just like a total hazard house for like choking on uh, small pieces yeah, yeah i would i would <laughs> say my two-year-old son
0: is very advanced when it comes to games <laughs> he can he <laughs> understands that he can't put those pieces in his mouth okay um and so yeah don't call cps on me but <laughs> um he's very he's very good at that. He has been ever since he was an infant basically. Uh he's been indoctrinated in the culture of board games. <laughs> it's in his blood. <laughs> yeah, it's in his blood. Um but um but yeah, I would say for most kids it's probably more appropriate around the age of like 4 or 5 up. Um but, yeah, it's that's not the game I'm talking about, Matthew. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Tangent. Was, I just realized that. so funny.
0: Um, yeah, the game that I want to talk about kind of sounds like Spyro, but it is a game called Spirit Island. Um, Spirit Island, unfortunately, doesn't have any dragons in it, although it, I bet you could fit some dragons in that game if you really wanted to. That would be um, cool. <laughs> I'm sure an expansion will be coming out.
1: Slap some dragons on anything and I'll...
0: (laughs) Spirit Island is a cooperative anti-colonization Euro game. Uh, For those of you who don't know what a Euro game is, it is a game that generally has indirect player actions and abstract physical components. So, uh, you know, games like Ticket to Ride or Catan or, you know, games where you're not really uh, doing things to hurt other players directly. Um, and you wouldn't in this game because it's cooperative anyway, but uh, the other big thing is that your spirit on these on this island is represented by little wooden discs, and, you know, when you block, you have little uh, tokens that represent blocking damage and that kind of stuff. In Euro games, there's a, there's a lot of abstract things on the board that you just have to understand are representational of certain aspects of of the game. Um, so yeah, so uh, this game was designed by Eric Roos and published by greater than games. And the digital version was developed by handle games. Um, the game is about an Island being taken over by invaders and you play as one of the spirits of the Island, trying to fend off these invaders and stop them from overrunning and destroying the Island with blight. Uh, like humans tend to do. Uh, it's a really <laughs> interesting take on the standard Euro game. Uh, because historically Euros have been about colonization and tend to gloss over some really horrible things that happened in the past. Uh, Catan doesn't really suffer from this problem because it's so abstract. Like Catan is about colonization, but it's such an ab- abstract game. You don't have to worry about, there's no like slavery involved or, or killing of the natives or anything like that. Um, but I think another game that kind of, has suffered from this issue is a game called Puerto Rico Um, Puerto Rico is a Euro game and it's hailed as one of the best games and it was at number one on the Board Game Geek for a long long time but when you really think about what you're doing in that game and like how your quote unquote workers in that game are little brown pieces um, you know you kind of realize that like you know it's, it's, it's kind of making light of something that was very dark and and gruesome part of our history, right? Um, So the designer of Spirit Island kind of recognized that and wanted to make a board game that flipped that idea on its head. Um, And I think it, it does it really successfully. It's a really interesting theme to think about. Like, okay, you know, you are playing as the protector of this island and its inhabitants and you have to stop these these people from kind of spreading there are many different spirits to choose from and each one has their own unique powers and these actions are powered by cards and every turn you choose to gain more resources or gain more cards or place more presence on the board the more presence you spread onto the board the more powerful you get unlocking the ability to play more cards and earn even more resources um, that's kind of really simplifying what you do on your turn in this game. It's a pretty complicated game that might be a little bit too much for newcomers. Uh, but that's where I think the digital version really fits in. Well, it has a tutorial that makes it really accessible and you can always undo actions. So if you ever think that a card, uh, is going to behave a certain way and then you play it and it doesn't cause you forgot about some certain little rule, you can undo that. Uh, which is really nice, so. It's definitely, it's a lot cheaper than the physical board game as well, so I would actually recommend getting it digitally first. Um, The digital version is really solid. I've played it a bunch since beta. It's now in full release, and they've kind of worked out a lot of those bugs. The only downside to it is the lack of built-in multiplayer. Um, Soloing this game is very difficult. You can play with one spirit, but it's not really that fun. Where the game really thrives is playing with multiple spirits and kind of using each other's powers to defeat these invaders. But trying to play two spirits or more and, like, control all of these things and read all these cards, uh, it really, really can hurt your brain (laughs) trying to to do that. Um, So you can play the game with remote steam play if you're playing on steam um but i didn't find that it worked that well maybe it's just my uh, poor internet connection but i really think that um you should get the digital version of the game to figure out how to play it and see if you like it and then get the physical game so you can play it with other people because that's really the way that's been played it's meant to be played
1: i have played it with uh my brother Nathan and sister-in-law Hannah. And I was playing like, you know, the simplest, whatever uh, spirit spirit of the earth that rocks the block or whatever he's called. (laughs) Um, And it was like, it's so hard, man. I felt so silly playing with the the simplest spirit. You were playing with a very
0: simple spirit, but what's difficult about that particular one is that a lot of his powers are slow because he's this big earth spirit, right? And mm-hmm. so, um, on your turn or on during the game, you have fast actions and slow actions and fast actions happen before the invaders take their turn and slow actions happen after. And so in order to place s- slow action spirits, you really have to be able to think a few turns ahead, right? Cause it's like my mm-hmm. slow actions aren't going to do anything for us this turn, but they're really going to help next turn. If I think of them through the right way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's, um, yeah, I just can't
1: even imagine playing two spirits. I've seen people,
0: I've seen people playing six spirits by themselves. Wow. (laughs) Which is just unfathomable. Like, I just can't imagine, um, playing that game this way. (laughs) Like, it's (laughs) it's ridiculous. But some people are just masochists and you can only just pray for them. That's all you can do. But, uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think overall this game has absolutely gorgeous artwork, uh, really interesting decision-making, and it always makes me come back to it despite how long the games can be and how much it can hurt my big dumb brain. Uh, it's, really, <laughs> it's really a game that I'm not very good at strategy games, but when a game can like make you feel like you're getting more and more powerful with each turn, uh, it really gets sucks me into it and whether we win or we lose um it's it's always been worth playing i'll i'll it's a game that can go long um depending on how many people you're playing and how fast they play but it doesn't feel long i i've played three or four hours games of that game and it felt like a 30 minute or an hour game you know it's yeah it's I like to call this civilization effect where it's like, okay, just one more <laughs> turn. We just need one more turn. And yeah. then you say that for <laughs> so, you know, a bunch of turns and then all of a sudden it's three o'clock in the morning and you just finished, you know. Um <laughs> missed yeah. your final. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh I I can't recommend Spirit Island enough. I think it's it's one of the most popular solo and, and co op games out there right now. Um And yeah, I think that it's really cool that this game that went against the trend of colonization games got as popular as it did. So that is Spirit Island. Uh, Do you have anything else you want to say about it?
1: No, yeah, just super fun, cooperative game. I think that that's that's the type of board game I'm becoming more and more drawn to a lot um, in the past few years is co-op games. Yeah. You know, just Forbidden Island, Spirit Island. I haven't played uh, Pandemic yet, but just uh, oh, it's yeah. just a, such a fresh breath of air compared to all the you know competitive gaming I do and stuff. So,
0: yeah, I think that uh, cooperative games are something that's like like you said, they're newer and they're kind of just now starting getting popularity. And a lot of people, um, especially older people, have a hard time understanding why we would play a cooperative game, you know, it's like, yeah. who, who wins, right? Yeah. Games, board games are supposed to about be about competition. And if you're playing competitively, like who wins the table, right? Like if you yeah. win or lose, that's not like, satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you think about it, it's like, it's just like doing a puzzle, right? You're sitting there working together to complete an objective and you either complete the puzzle and feel really good about yourself or you give up and, flip the table over and you still had a fun time with your, with your, whoever you're playing with or building this puzzle with. Um, so yeah, cooperative games, people really need to uh, give them more of a chance. And um, yeah, I think uh, uh, deeper strategy games, I'm more likely to get into if they are co-op, because like I said, I'm not very good at them. And so <laughs> I I work much better on a team with people if I am playing a strategy game, and I can kind of say, "What do you guys think about if I do this, right?" Uh, Or I'm going to take care of this. You got someone else needs to take care of this. Um, Basically, (laughs) playing a cooperative game allows people who are better at board games than me make up for my (laughs) like ineptitude (laughs) when it comes (laughs) to strategy games. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so I think that um, if you don't like really complex games, I would recommend actually trying out a cooperative complex games because you might end up enjoying it more if, uh, and you can figure it out faster with people who uh, are telling you how to take your turns. Cause you don't have to worry about them having an ulterior motive or like secret information or anything like that. Right. So yeah. Anyway. Okay. Moving right along to news. Um It's we've said this a couple times on the podcast in the past month. Um, there's just not a whole lot of news going on. It's the end of the year. Pe- uh, companies are kind of putting off their press releases until 2021. But that being said, I do have a little bit of board game news. There's a board game series called Unmatched, and that's actually done by Restoration Games. Uh, they took this old Star Wars combat card game, and they revamped it, and... Created this system called Unmatched, and you basically can play two, three, or four players, and you pick characters, and they have a whole bunch of different players. like you can play as Bigfoot or Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Dracula <laughs> or like Bruce Lee or <laughs> Sherlock Holmes or you know, they have all these different like King Arthur they have all these different characters um, from from literature and from history and from mythology that you can play as uh and you can mix and match and that's why it's called unmatched and it's a lot of fun it's a really fun system um they recently struck a deal with marvel because of course they did uh (laughs) bringing a bunch of new sets to the game and what i'm really excited about is that um these characters are actually kind of Unique. If it was just going to be, you know, Iron Man and Spider-Man and Ant-Man and, you know, all those characters, I would not be that excited about it because you've seen that in so many other places um, in board games and television and movies and stuff. But these are the unmatched sets we're getting. I'm going to read them all pretty quickly here. (laughs) Unmatched Hell's Kitchen, which will have Daredevil, Elektra, and Bullseye. Unmatched Redemption Row with Ghost Rider, Luke Cage, and Moon Knight. Unmatched Teen Spirit with Miss Marvel, Squirrel Girl, and the team of Cloak and Dagger. Uh, I haven't even heard of Squirrel Girl before. So <laughs> You've never heard cool. of
1: Squirrel Girl, dude? No, should she I have? She beat Thanos in one of her comics. Oh my God. She beat that's him incredible. with squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh,
0: and then the, the last one is Unmatched for King and Country, which will have Black Widow, Black Panther, and Winter Soldier. So yeah, a lot of really cool characters coming to the system that that it works really well and is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, those are all really fun superheroes. They're not just super mainstream and right. uh, kind of obscure a little bit. Yeah.
0: And, and kind of like Villainous, which we talked about before, you can just buy these sets on their own and play them with those characters and you don't have to worry about collecting all the sets. Hmm. Um, so, But if you do buy multiple, you can mix and match them and it's, it's a lot of fun um the only other piece of news that i have uh is as of nine hours ago the uh, <laughs> the uh i don't even want to call it a, 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 a news I, source yeah a news source i don't even know what to call it just call it cosmopolitan. <laughs> cosmopolitan uh a stain upon the earth release an article (laughs) titled The Best Version of Monopoly to Play, (laughs) which uh, absolutely made me tear my hair out. Um, I made the mistake of clicking on this article, uh, giving whatever... Uh, AdSense company they use or whatever a fraction <laughs> of a penny I'm sure it was by mistake like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, just because I was so infuriated by this idea that Cosmo put out an article why can't they stick to giving women really bad advice you know that's yeah. their th- market just
1: just don't bring <laughs> board games into it okay anyway we came up with an equivalent in video game news Uh, this news source online that said uh best Fortnite skins to make out with your significant other two this holiday yeah, that's right. essentially what we determined would be the equivalent to yeah. this so cosmo story.
0: go ahead and run that story print it <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's we, add you don't have to give us any uh yeah. please don't tell anybody you got it for us from us um <laughs> yeah and i'm not even talk. i'm not even talk about what uh this slideshow that they presented on their, uh, uh excuse, sorry, excuse for a website said about the best versions of monopoly to play. <laughs> um, it's not even worth us talking about it anymore.
1: So moving right along to video game news. So video game news, um, there will be a new update to stardew Valley soon. Yes. Thank you for waiting until the end of the episode. Uh, they're going to be adding, I think, like a, a beach farm for you to have. You know, Yeah, like an of,
0: entire new island, right?
1: Yeah, it's so cool. Wow. I'm so excited, man. Um, I think it's like he maybe, uh, who knows, maybe he thought of it beforehand or maybe he was inspired by, you know, Animal Crossing New Horizons, sure. the whole like beach theme kind of deal. But yeah, that's going to be really fun, awesome game that goes on sale super often. It's going to a free update here soon. Um, so go and check that out. Uh, in other news, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven you know released recently, and it is bugged up the A. Um, and who would have ever expected this? Yeah, you know? I was shocked that Sony actually
0: are it's giving people their money back. Like Sony's like <laughs> that's how bad this is. Like there's been plenty of never before popular seen. yeah there's been plenty of popular games that have released and have been basically unplayable because of bugs, looking at UEA and (laughs) Ubisoft and, you know, like... But for some reason, like, CD Projekt, like, just absolutely got massacred by by the reception to this game. And I'm not trying to defend them. Like, they've spent so much time trying to get this game together. Um, And really, it's like there there had to have been some reason that i don't know i don't know what happened beyond behind the scenes on this like making a game is obviously super difficult and and um yeah i'm not gonna i don't know i keep sounding like i'm defending them but releasing (laughs) a game to the public that is broken is kind of an uh uh, just it's just wrong to do and taking people's money and so Needless uh, to
1: say, the inner nerds were not pleased with yeah. it, and that's why they're probably giving back so much, so, yeah. you know, money.
0: Yeah, and, so, oh, and apparently the game just isn't that fun.
1: <laughs> it's not really the RPG yeah, that people I was extra, of like, expected it to be. I was, so, I was um, watching no. a playthrough of it, and it was you know just it's, it's just such an annoying trope these days. Like thirty minutes to an hour of like cutscenes and yeah. barely any, you know. Fun gameplay where you get to explore this cool cyberpunk city. It's just yeah. like okay, just go from here and walk to here, and then trail this person, and then yeah, cutscene, cutscene, cutscene. So but yeah, those cut who, who do have, have Keanu
0: it? Reeves in it? So yes, I mean uh, I haven't seen. I any will of him be in buying movie, and but... downloading this game right after we get <laughs> done here. No, um, I think that uh I think that it's it's unfortunate. Um, But, yeah, it just happens. It happens with games, and it's going to happen again. So never pre-order a game is what I'm trying to say. Um, You know, unless you're really sure you're going to love it. Um, But uh, never trust any development companies.
1: Yeah, anyway. Anything else to do? Only, only Mario games. Pre-order Mario yeah, games. Yeah, Nintendo knows nice. what they're doing. Unless, only thing you can trust.
0: Uh, Nintendo knows what they're doing unless you're talking about online multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> then they're just a bunch of monkeys banging bricks <laughs> yeah, together. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, so that's the news. Um, oh, actually, I do have my own piece, a little piece of uh, video game news to tack on here. Um, it's kind of probably... Uh, unheard of to do on a podcast. I'm actually going to talk about another podcast you guys should listen to. (laughs) Um, It's really a podcast that means a lot to me. It's kind of a podcast that got me through this year. Uh, And it's a podcast called The Besties. And it's about these four guys who... It's it's basically a book club for video
1: games. Every I week. just started listening to that.
0: Oh, I was going to
1: talk to you about that after the podcast. Yeah, oh, I love it. yeah.
0: So the besties are. Uh, I mean, I've been listening to the besties for years, and after a couple of years ago, they stopped doing the show, and it broke my heart. Uh, they would get together for annual episodes once a year at Christmas, and it was honestly like. Such a great Christmas present to me every year was to get these, these episode of the besties. Uh it's four guys, two of which are the McElroy brothers. Uh two of the McElroy brothers. And so yeah. they're pretty internet famous. And the other two are are famous game reviewer um game reviewers. And so they know what they're talking about. They've played Mac, the McElroy brothers used to review games um for joystick and polygon. And so they all are very knowledgeable about video games. If you like video games at all, uh, please go listen to the besties. Go listen to their whole catalog. Uh, right now, you can only listen to the most most recent episodes on Spotify. Um, Matthew, have you listened to the most recent episode? Uh,
1: no, actually, I will counter that. I have, will, some, bad I that. I have that? some
0: bad news I'm going to drop on you. Uh, uh, Spotify ended up dropping the besties. No. So, yeah. So they're still doing the show.
1: But now I have to use Apple podcasts. <laughs>
0: no. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> they're still going to do the show and you can download and listen to wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but if nobody else picks them up or if they don't find a way to make this worth their time, they're going to stop after about a couple of months. So I am begging you guys, anybody who listens to this podcast, um please go listen to the besties. Um, I, we actually just hit a thousand downloads, which is awesome. Um, so I know some of you people out there are listening to this right now. Please go. And you don't even have to listen to the whole podcast, just download it and, and forget about it. <laughs> um, but if, if you do like humor and, and games, it's, it's really just a delightful podcast that have, that's really gotten me through some, um, hard times in my life. So, yeah, that's my whole rant about about the besties. Just go go listen to the, that podcast.
1: Yeah. Uh, I but also I listen to our much. podcast.
0: More importantly, listen to our podcast <laughs> and share our podcast. But
1: also... Yeah, if you have to make the share. choice... <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 there's no choice. You're the, doing make both. Make the trolley, go down the track <laughs> on the besties side and listen to ours. No.
0: <laughs> you, you, you listen to and share both of those shows. Because uh, both of our show and the besties. Because they're, they're both <laughs> worthy of your time. Anyway. Moving on to audience feedback. Um, We got an email this week from a very, very special listener. Indeed. Um, (laughs) And I'll go ahead and read it now. Hey, Lex and Matthew. I love the podcast and truly enjoy listening to you both share your experiences with gaming. You both have wonderful voices, which makes listening to the podcast a pleasure. Additionally, you're both such authorities in your given areas of gaming that it makes the podcast super engaging, entertaining, and informative. Wow, this is that's a, some high praise there. I really appreciate yeah. that. Um, it is great that you have a website up for the podcast. I have a quick recommendation, which I hope isn't too difficult to execute on, because I think it would be a great resource and to help drive track, traffic to the site. As a neophyte or outsider to most of the games you discuss, I think it would be great to include a few images of each of the games that you highlight on each podcast and potentially promo videos or content produced by the creators slash publishers of each game. Ideally, it would be great to have a page for each podcast where you can upload the supporting images, videos, testimonies, etc. In fact, if you have official videos and links to the sites where a person can purchase the game, perhaps you can become part of their affiliate program and earn a little money on the sale of a game. Truly, I would love to be able to pull up the webpage for a given episode as I listen and see the games you're talking about. This would be truly helpful since most, if not all, the games you've covered are not even in my Crayola box. (laughs) I'm dealing with a 10-pack of Crayolas, and you guys have the deluxe set of 120 colors. (laughs) Keep up the great work, Joel slash dad. That happens to be Matthew's dad. So thank you so much, Joel. For writing into the show, I cannot believe Matthew, your your father listens to our show. I know, <laughs> I could, man. I could, I, parents, <laughs> I could not get my parents. I could not get my parents <laughs> to listen to this show. Uh, despite uh, no, I haven't actually told them about this podcast I'm doing. But if I did, I doubt they would listen to it. <laughs> um, well, thanks for listening, pups. Thank you so much for the incredibly nice things you had to say about us. Uh, I'm sure. You know, you might be a little biased, but I I, I really appreciate it nonetheless. Um, So the other thing I want to say is thank you for a wonderful idea that you've given us. Uh, I actually took what you said to heart and I went on our website and I figured out how to create these web pages for our episodes. Uh, Right now, I have just done the first episode of our podcast, but after I get done editing this episode and throw it up on to our hosting platform, I will go ahead and make a page for this episode as well. Cause I think that that's just a really um, helpful thing. Like you said, being able to visualize what these games look like as we're talking about them, uh, will bring a lot of value to this podcast and to the people listening to it. So it's something that I didn't really consider. Um, and I just really appreciate that. And if anybody else has any suggestions, um, on things we can do better, or games to talk about, or news to talk about, please email us at virtuallyanalog at gmail dot com. We really take those emails to heart, like I said, and everything that you guys have said in those emails has been super critical for us to keep going with this uh, podcast. Um, like I said, we just hit a thousand downloads, and we are really It's humbled. really incredible. And mm-hmm. yeah, and just like you know, we just started this a couple of months ago and we never, ever thought that we would, um, have gotten this amount of reach already. So hitting that milestone has really, um, uh, really invigorated us to continue to make this podcast even, even better. And so please, um, be ready for that and to see how the show
1: grows moving forward.
0: Yeah. Anything you want to add, Matt?
1: yeah thank you guys so much for just listening (laughs) it's just crazy to me that anyone would want to listen to me and and Lex you know just talk about (laughs) stuff it's really really cool feeling so
0: talk about children's games really yeah (laughs) the activities of children you
1: know I never would have thought anyone would entertain my acting like a baby you know (laughs) yeah my uh my
0: crippling uh vice of buying and playing every board game I can get my hands on anyway. Um, so yeah, so that's it for this week. Uh, next week will be our first ever virtually analog awards. Um, we are each going to pick three categories to give an award to and to, uh, wrap up the year 2020. Thank God. Yeah. thank God. <laughs> um, be sure to share the show using our website, virtuallyanalog.info. You can find past episodes, VODs from our streams and links to the discord, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, like I said, I'm also going to be posting uh, web pages for these episodes with big pictures and graphics and videos um, on the games that we're talking about. So look out for those. Cause that does take a bit of, uh, of effort to, to put together. So uh, please, you know, go and, and check that out. Um, hopefully that's helpful. Email us, like I said, virtuallyanalog at gmail.com if you want to see anything added to the website or um, to those pages. Uh, Please join, like I said, join our Discord and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I love the community that we've started to grow here, and we have a lot of fun on those pages, so you can find the links on our website. Um, Watch us play games live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash virtuallyanalog. Every Friday of this month, I've been playing uh, retro games from my childhood. So last Friday, we played Super Mario sixty four and um and Diddy Kong Racing. And Matthew, I have a pretty controversial take here. After playing Diddy Kong Racing on Friday, I realized mm-hmm. that Diddy Kong Racing is better than Mario Kart sixty four.
1: Oh, I waited for you to say that with bated breath and that is a bold claim. It's Mario Kart. I'm, I'm sure is we're like... going to get a lot of hate mail for that. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I think that uh I I I just realized how much more there is to that game than there is to Mario Kart. Like <laughs> it's really I don't know. Well, we could spend a whole episode talking about Mario Kart versus Yeah. Uh, <laughs> obviously, Mario Kart lasted the Sands of Time and outlasted uh Diddy Kong Racing, so obviously it w- it's not actually the better game, but <laughs> I had just a great time playing Diddy Kong Racing on um, stream. And I had a bunch of friends and family watching and interacting with chat was a bunch of fun, so be sure to check out our next stream. I'm going to be streaming on Christmas. Um the, this coming Friday, playing some more games. I'm trying to rope Allison in to play some games from her childhood with me. <laughs> cool. We'll see if that works. Uh, but I know that Matthew. I think when the new year starts and when you get a little bit more settled, you're gonna start trying to stream um, on there as well. So yeah,
1: probably think, lots uh, of Deep Rock Galactic and yeah. you know whatever else. We'll probably. Oh, you know what we got to play, Matthew?
0: Too. We got to play Splunky Two.
1: Okay. <laughs> cool. Splunky
0: Two just added online multiplayer. Oh, like awesome. just added it um, and so I think that we should stream that because I've right. heard that game's a lot of fun. That's on
1: the list everyone yeah. you hear that? Yeah so
0: yeah so that is it uh, thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys next time see you guys